0: To Totalus Rankium. This week, Zachary Taylor
1: Part 2. Hello and welcome to American Presidents Totalus
0: Rankium. I am Jamie.
1: And I am Rob, ranking all of the presidents from Washington to Trump. And uh, this is 12.2, Zachary Taylor. Zactay. Finishing off the Zactay. Yeah. It's like a type of Greek wine. (laughs) Pass me the Zactay. Yes, it does. Yeah, a type of ooze. Yeah. Thoughts of him from last time? Had a Uh, couple of
0: weeks? Well, we sort of went through that he's not a politician.
1: Yeah, yeah. He loves to play
0: tricks on people. (laughs) Yes, he does. Which is hilarious. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I don't know
1: how, how his presidency will... It, it's a hard one to predict, isn't it? Because he's so out of the loop. Yeah. Yeah, it's like just plonking someone in the presidency who's had no experience of politics before. Hmm. Uh, it's never a good thing, is it? I, I don't know. It could be. Well, it could um, be. Let's see if it is. Huh. Right, let's start. And you ready for this week's introduction? Yes. Black screen, OK? Always the black
0: screen. Always
1: with a black screen. Next week um, has to be
0: white screen. Start with white and fade
1: into snow. Okay, <laughs> that's Somehow, my challenge. You got to
0: squeeze that in. Yeah. <laughs> okay,
1: we'll do that. Um, but it's definitely a black screen this uh, this week, and it says January the twenty fourth, eighteen forty eight. Ooh, right. <laughs> yeah you okay with that yes date? yes yeah, happy right, with okay that puts us pretty much at the here and now where we are mm-hmm. in the narrative and
0: just under 100 years before the end of world war ii yes that's what everyone's discussing
1: that morning yeah, yeah weird anyway fade out of the black to a sort of blurry water scene okay. lots of ripples lots of green because it's reflecting the greenery around right. yeah like a bob ross painting yeah, why not? Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so just pan over the water a bit, pan over, and then and then lift up, and there's a man on the edge of the brook that you now realise that we're, we're looking at. Um, and he's next to a mill. So man, mill, brook. Yeah? Is there trouble up, mill? Or? There's no trouble, or at least none that we can see. Okay. Yeah. You can see him from a distance. You can't really see any details. Uh, it's obviously a man, and he's obviously noticed something in the water, sort of looking into it. Maybe, fish. Maybe he grabs a stick and prods the water a little bit. The fish screams. Or maybe it's a fish. You don't know. You see, we're we're at a distance. Then you see him wading in. For <laughs> just a one shot here. Yeah, okay. Just slowly pan in, but only very slowly. You're still at a distance here. Yeah. Um. He wades into the water and he scoops down. And he picks something up, something that can fit into his hand. And he's looking at it. He's looking a bit confused. Fish. It's not fish. You can tell that, because whatever it is, is not alive. Could be a dead fish. Uh, (laughs) It's not a dead fish. Okay. Uh, He walks over to a nearby rock, and then he bashes whatever it is, it's not a fish, um, (laughs) in his hand between a rock and another large stone that he picks up. So he's just there, just hammering away. Rock and a Uh, hard place. Yeah, literally between the rock and the hard place. Whatever it is, he's just whacking it. A (laughs) nut. A nut. (laughs) Was he whacking his nut? (laughs) In the brook. <laughs> I don't, don't think so, no. Okay. No. Again, he looks at whatever it is in his hand, and we're getting closer now. We've been panning in slowly. Right. Uh, and he, he lets out a sigh. We're close enough to be able to see that. <sighs> yeah. And then he walks back to the mill, where you notice for the first time, because the, the shot's panned round slightly, that there's another man there working on the, the mill wheel, maybe repairing it slightly. Okay. Yeah, he's quite big and chiseled. A water and, mill. Yeah, yeah, it's a water am with you. Yeah, yeah. So he's there, just working on it, repairs. And uh, these are real quotes, I'm about okay. to say. What is it? The workman asked. So man number two, looking up at man number one. Man number one replies, gold. There's a pause. Man number two lets out a huge groan. Oh, no. That can't be. There's another pause. I know it to be nothing else. And then both men let out a big sigh. And then the lower third comes up. California Gold Rush. Hey! Yeah, I was just thinking that. Yeah, so there we go. <laughs> do you know where they hit the gold? To see whether it was gold, because it was
0: uh, malleable. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. you see. I'm more dense in than pyrite, which is fool's
1: gold. Uh, yeah. yeah, I wouldn't have known that if I had not Q-I. looked this up <laughs> oh, okay. uh, to do this. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, this man is a man named James Marshall. He was building the mill, it wasn't actually owned by him, but he'd been commissioned to build it. Uh, James Marshall recounted this tale afterwards, and if it's true, he um, he had a lot of foresight. Because you'd expect the first discovery of gold in California to be a, oh, hey we've hit gold! Mm. But James Marshall realised, and was like, Oh dear, if we found gold and there's gold around, then we might as well tear this mill down. Because sure enough, anyone who worked there soon yeah. was running off to the hills to make their fortune. Yeah. Yeah. And his his prediction was correct. James Marshall did try some prospecting himself, but failed to really find anything and died poor. Oh. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's sad. Well, there you go. That's our introduction. And then Fade to Black, and then Zachary Taylor, part two.
0: From what you said, the, the fortunes of the US is very
1: much about to change. Yeah. Um, yes no. and no. no. We'll see. It certainly has an impact. Hmm. Gold. Yeah, but perhaps not the impact that you'd think if you just stopped and didn't think about it too much. But we'll get into that. <laughs> right, last time we ended the episode at the end of the Mexican War, didn't we? Yes, we did. Or at least the end of Taylor's involvement in it. Yes. The war was all but one. Some other things happened, but we don't need to go into them yep. uh, for time reasons. Just know that Taylor's pretty much out of it now. Now, we do not know when Taylor decided to run for president. OK. But obviously, it's between now and him becoming president. So you're saying sometime within that slot, he may have thought,
0: well, I could probably do I, that. I'm
1: guessing so, yeah. Uh, it would have been around this time at the end of the war, yeah. it would seem. Uh, there's some suggestion that he was persuaded by others, rather than it being his decision or yeah. his his idea to begin with. There's one story of when a friend proposed the idea to the 64-year-old general, he replied, and I quote here, Stop your nonsense and drink your whiskey. Sounds fantastic advice. (laughs) Yes, it does. I want a T-shirt that says stop your nonsense and drink your whiskey. (laughs) I think this is a brilliant quote. I think it's my favourite presidential quote yet. That is brilliant. We could all learn a lot from that. (laughs) very practical as well. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Anyway, in 1847, he wrote, and I quote again, "...under no circumstances have I any aspirations for the office, and nor do I have the vanity to consider myself qualified for the station." Oh, that quote aged poorly, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, but the point being, uh, towards the end of the war, he was saying, no, 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 it's not for me, don't want to do it. However, things seem to change within the year. We know that by the end of the war, Taylor was sick and tired of punk... <laughs> you remember, Polk was always doing Taylor down. Mm. He did not like no. the star general. He was far too Whiggish in Polk's mind. So, yeah, Taylor was frustrated with the way he'd been treated by the president, and perhaps this had a hand into why he decided to run. Yeah. To stick it to Polk and the ilk. More likely, however, it's, he was simply just worn down by the sheer number of Whig politicians that wanted him to run. The Whigs had had a hard time of it recently, hadn't they?
0: Yes, they had.
1: Yes, so, in fact, quick party recap here, so we can really really fully understand the misery of the Whigs. (laughs) Yeah. Because they've never not had a hard time. As we've seen, they came about after the era of good feelings, the period of one party lasting about an afternoon, and then the Hmm. original Republicans started to split, as we've covered. you got those following Van Buren and Andrew Jackson, who became the Democrats. Yep. And then you got those that opposed them, who over time, although not quite as quickly, became the Whigs, mainly led by Henry Clay. Yeah, soon to be President Clay. (laughs) As he introduced himself (laughs) regularly. Yes. (laughs) Now, in this time, the Democrats stood, and this is oversimplification here, I know, but just to give you a sense. So the Democrats in this time stood for small government, strong president. They distrusted government. They thought that government would lead to tyranny. Therefore, they wanted a strong president in place to control this vast government that had risen. And they wanted state-based control, didn't they? Yes. They were more uh, keen for states' rights to be considered above national rights, definitely. Yeah. They obviously, they wanted the strong president as long as it was one of their yeah, yeah. presidents. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that only works if it's yeah, yeah. a Democrat president. They also found the tariffs that were in place that we've talked about quite a bit before. Um, the Democrats largely thought that this was a tax on the poor to help the rich. Uh, yeah. Poor farmers in the South propping up rich business owners in the North. They also pushed for expansion and the Democrats largely popular in rural communities. The Wicks, on the other hand, believed that Congress was superior to the executive office. So, Congress ruled, the president simply administered. They're there to, like, do the filings. And... They're like the chair Yeah. Like, I so mean, oversee the meetings. Yeah, and... someone's got to organise this stuff. Yeah. But Congress is ruling, and then the president's just sorting stuff
0: out. You can see why you think that as well, because that's more democratic in a way because you've got more than one person
1: making the decisions. And it's also quite clearly how the constitution was written at the start. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well at least in my opinion, the way I take it. Um, yeah. Obviously you can argue against that, but yeah, I the Whigs really felt that Congress should have a larger role than they had at yeah. this time. They feared that the Democrat style of government would lead to a, a type of monarchy with too much power in the hands of one person. yeah they believed in industry, banks, education, railways, etc, seeing these things as the way to modernize and improve the country. The Democrats saw successes expanding the country on a map whereas the Whigs were more successes expanding the country through technology not physically on a map, but by improving what we've got. Social, economic, yes, exactly. technological, yeah. Yeah, so again, different philosophies of what
0: indicated growth in a country. Well, that makes more sense because, I mean, you could argue if, if all the states do their own things, have their own laws, have their own ideas, states will get left behind because they may not have the money to fund certain things that other states can. Yeah. And at that point, when when does a country not become a country? Is that when they're not, they're not a United States that are in America? Well, that's it. I mean,
1: we're so firmly entrenched with what America has become mm. that it's very easy to lose sight of United States really were a united group of independent states to begin with. Many countries. Yeah, and right. yeah. yeah they were states that had a common cause and yeah. it slowly changes and fluctuates over time. But yeah, all this debate's going on between the two, two parties. That's so that's just a quick recap of where... the the parties are standing yeah, at this time in history, because as we know, the, the parties change a lot mm-hmm. in philosophy over time, as we've already seen, and we're definitely going to see in the future. So that's where the, the parties are standing. Um, support, by the way, for the Whigs mainly came from cities and market towns. Yeah. Slavery, both parties had a complex opinion on it. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Yeah. As we're going to see in the next few episodes. But just know that there are people for and against slavery in both parties at this yeah, point. Yeah. It's not a party divide. No. No, you've it's got... It's a moral divide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The slavery issue is definitely mainly split north and south. But yeah. you've definitely got northern democrats and southern Whigs. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's more complex than just a north-south and party divide. Anyway, back to the misfortune of the Whigs, which is how we started this. So a quick recap on the Whigs. While the Democrats had Jackson, and then Van Buren, and then Polk, the only Whig president we have had so far is William Harrison. Hmm. And he died in a month. Ooh. Yeah. Their track
0: record's not best, you could argue.
1: It's not great. And then if you remember the vice president, Tyler, took over... And technically, he was supposed to be a Whig, but oh, he was yeah. so not a Whig, they yeah. chucked him out the party. Yeah. Yeah. Interestingly, he is often listed as a Whig in lists, mm. uh, but I didn't on his card. Mm. I've listed him as no party, because I don't think he deserves to be called I a wig I guess offici- <laughs> officially he was, but... He actually wasn't. He got chucked out the party. Well, at that point he wasn't <laughs> anymore. But. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going at the end of his presidency, Fair not enough. the start. I think where you end up is more important than where you begin, myself. Oh, it's a deep one, man. That it is isn't a deep one. I'm, I'm not even going to open that kind of <laughs> word. <laughs> okay, right. Yeah, so we've had Harrison, is my point, for a month. And then Tyler just wasn't a Whig. And that's it. That's all the Whigs have ever achieved. Many in the party were starting to despair at their own misfortune. <laughs> yeah. But right now, at the end of the Mexican War, things were finally starting to look good. Hmm. The most popular man in the entire country, General Taylor, was said to have Whig leanings. Ooh. As we saw last time, he wasn't overtly political. But he had started to say a couple of things. So, yes, yeah, so some Whigs were getting quite excited by this. He could be seen as the Whig's very own Andrew Jackson. Yeah. You can see the
0: comparison. Yeah. yeah,
1: or at least another Harrison. Hopefully, this one won't die within a month. <laughs> Fingers crossed! <laughs> yeah, he was a war hero, and he's got Whig leanings. We can definitely run with him. People will vote for him. This is is great. This will work. Do you think he's dragged then to be president because of his party's desperation? Well, we'll see as we go through. (laughs) Um, Many in the party therefore pushed for Taylor to consider running for the job. However, Taylor was not only being eyed up by the Whigs. He had a fair few Southern Democrats looking at him as well including Calhoun and his followers. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Taylor was, after all, a Southern slave owner. So they thought, oh, he'll look after our interests. It soon became clear to many that if Taylor went for it, there's a very good chance he's going to win. So whoever Ooh. can snap him up, it's, uh, it's going to look good for that party. That's true. Come on, wigs. Nah. So sorry <laughs> there were a couple of other names floating around, both parties at this time. Don't forget, Polk had remained true to his word and was stepping down after one term. Yes. Yeah, so both parties were seeking a candidate. Henry Clay, for the Whigs was, as ever, an option.
0: Mm. Uh,
1: but he's really getting on by this point. And, um, I think he just gets nominated to feel sorry for him, well, so I'll
0: go and put him in again. He
1: honestly must have got to that point where people were starting to look a bit embarrassed and shuffling around and coughing slightly when he mentioned running for president again. I am going to run for president again! Oh, <laughs> oh no. Play. <laughs> it didn't work the last 58 times, did it, Clay? <laughs> We've only had 12 presidents. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, he'd never won. His support was lower than ever. The electorate knew everything they needed to know about him and had never voted for him. I mean, he'd come close, but he'd never won. And that's important. So mm. there were many Whigs who were starting to think, you know what, maybe maybe we move on. Another possible candidate, General Scott the other hero from the Mexican War. However, Scott's ambitions were cut short when Polk ordered a court of inquiry into Scott's handling of the war. Remember, Polk liked Scott no more than he liked Taylor. Scott's handling of the war was deemed to be absolutely satisfactory, but it took up a lot of time and did Scott no favours in the press. So it soon became obvious that Old Rough and Ready, Taylor, was a better choice than Old Fuss and Feathers, (laughs) which was Scott's nickname. Because Scott was very much the opposite of Taylor. He saw military etiquette uh, was a very important thing. Everyone should be wearing pristine uniforms. Bright red. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Whereas, as we've seen, Taylor, as long as you turned up and you um, shoved the bayonet in the right person, he didn't care. (laughs) Now, while all these rumours and discussions were swirling around the country, Taylor was still in Mexico. Uh, eight months have passed since his victory against Ana, which we covered at the end of the last episode. Yeah. So he's been there for quite a while. Taylor's still refusing to be drawn on the subject on his running. He announced that he would support Henry Clay, in fact.
0: Yeah. Yes.
1: And everyone laughed. Well, he then put in the very damning caveat, <laughs> which was, if he were electable, mm. <laughs> I would definitely support you if you could win. Oh, that's <laughs> Oh, imagine
0: the range of emotions that Clay went through in that. <laughs> reading that, big smile on his
1: face. <gasps> oh. I don't know, because Clay thought he was electable, so the point became moot. Yeah. In his mind, maybe. That's the point. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? However, things changed somewhat when Taylor finally headed home after the war. Getting back to the United States, he realised just how popular he'd become. Yeah, Yeah, in New Orleans, there was a a festival atmosphere to greet him. Mardi Gras. Girls in the street throwing flowers in front of him, that kind of stuff. Nice. Yeah, um, medals being presented. That's good. Lots of slaps on the back. The old CV. Yeah. He didn't stay in New Orleans for long. He moved on to Baton Rouge, which, as we mentioned last time, is where his plantation is and where his family live now.
0: Also a great cake.
1: Uh, Yeah, okay.
0: It's a red Batonberg. Oh, is it?
1: Baton Rouge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a complete lie. Oh, you're just making it up, yeah. aren't you? Sorry. I totally believed you. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know about cake. Oh, cake's lovely. It's very close to New Orleans. That's about yeah. all I know about Baton Rouge. So it Makes sense with the uh, the French influence,
0: uh, Cajun influence. in.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah. A lot of French names around here. New
0: Orleans. Yeah. New Aurelian
1: yes oh yeah high five didn't even mention that of course they were all high five in New Orleans yeah. is named after a Roman Emperor yeah. a, a very good Roman Emperor oh one of the best if not the oh yeah not top scorer anymore though no no loser <laughs> <laughs> anyway getting distracted um, Taylor <laughs> arrives home at his plantations has a look around how do you think he's feeling brilliant let's down yeah he's quite happy he was okay yeah everything's been looked after rather well which is odd, every time you hear of this, usually they get back to their plantation and go, This is a mess and they have to sort it out. Yeah. But apparently everything was ticking along fine.
0: Oh, do you think we went around like let's just count on my property? I've got like six, 64 trees and one, two, three six hundred and twenty-two slaves. Yeah. Oh yeah, probably. Oh, we've grown a few, that's good. Yes, sir, uh, we had children born. Wonderful! More labour. <laughs> Put them in the fields, Farquan!
1: one's his servant. Okay. He's French descent. Fair enough. So yeah, that's what he did when he got home. And like you say, he did indeed settle down slightly. However, the election was getting ever closer. Some people were starting to get a little bit nervous. First of all, Peggy, Taylor's wife. Yeah. Yeah. She made it very clear that she had no desire to see her husband president. Such a big, horrible house. Who wants to live in that? oh, yeah, it's like he just got home. Do we really need to go to Washington, D.C.? I mean, we've never been there.
0: I don't want to live in a swamp.
1: It's a <laughs> good point. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, yeah, she didn't want it to happen. She wanted retirement. That's what she wanted, yeah. to settle down. And not only was his wife nervous about the prospects of uh, Taylor's presidency, but many in the Whig Party were starting to get cold feet. Because of
0: his ambition or because they just all no wrong choice?
1: Well... Once bitten, twice shy. What? There were many who were worried that Taylor would turn out to be like Tyler. Not uh, just because they're similar names. Mm, it went deeper easy to than mix that. up, I've heard. <laughs> yes. Well, Tyler was a Whigan name. Um, but as we discussed, completely different philosophies got chucked out of the party. So the Whigs now wanted written assurances. <laughs> if if the war hero, Taylor, is chosen as a candidate, would he run on a Whig manifesto? And once elected, would he actually follow our ideals? That's a fair thing to demand of a yeah. candidate. Because it's all very well and good saying, yes, we can get this man elected, but will he actually be a Whig? Fair question. And he's being really cagey about whether he's a Whig or not. Because mm. he's not yet openly said, I even want to run for president. So people are starting to get a bit <laughs> bit worried. Eventually, those high up in the Whig party decided to put it bluntly to Taylor. Put it in writing that you're a Whig for the world to see. Or we will start looking elsewhere. So, they sent a man named Bliss to Baton Rouge. (laughs) He's been one of his, like, um,
0: life coaches, isn't he? Just imagine him turning up at his house with, like, a poncho, he and crystals in hand. A lava lamp.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Sandals. Well, maybe you got the wrong uh, image of Bliss. Bliss actually already worked for Taylor um, in the army, uh, but he was also connected with the Wigs. This is why he was a good choice. Good friend of the family, as you will soon see. Oh, okay. But... Keep that image of him if you want, because oh, that's I quite like got. it. So, Hi, Taylor! <laughs> Let's just check your chi. Well, he was he was sent to Baton Rouge to pin down the general. Let's get this letter written. Yeah. Turned out, however, that a trio of local Whigs had already got to Taylor first, because when Bliss arrived, he found that Taylor had already agreed to do exactly this. He'd written a letter to a friend. That was sort of incidental. The letter was to be published publicly, but yeah. you don't want to just publish... A statement, far better if it's a, a letter that you happen to write to someone that's been published. Just happens to get published in the Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Niceties. It just seemed less forceful this way. Yeah. Yeah. P.S. had a terrible bowel problem. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And that problem you were discussing with me in the last letter, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have popped them myself. <laughs> <laughs> Let them shrivel up. <laughs> <laughs> but after he got through that bit, it's uh, <laughs> If I remember correctly, I've not got it in my notes. I think it's, it's about a 47-page letter, this. It's oh, not really? Short, so it wouldn't <laughs> surprise me if it started with that. Step one, <laughs> apply lemon juice to the arrow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Lots of home remedies. But eventually, page 36, he writes, I am a Whig, but not an ultra wig. If I were elected... I would not be mere president of a party. I would endeavour to act independently of party domination and should feel bound to administer the government untrammeled by party schemes. That'd make the Whigs a bit nervous, wouldn't they? Well, Bliss and the others decided this was good enough. I mean, they had <laughs> nothing before, and they now had the clear statement, I am a Whig." Says which, it right there. Yeah, in black W-H-I-G. and white. He is a Whig, And yes, he had also made it very clear he'd be no-one's puppet... But that was also always going to be the case. Taylor's not going to come into Washington and be pushed around. And Taylor wants to make that clear. But yes, he's a Whig. Just not an ultra-Whig. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, not a hardline faction of yeah. the Whigs. I'm a moderate Whig. A Whig-roll. A Whig-roll, yeah. As they were known. So, the Whig Convention was then held. Taylor didn't actually want the Whig Convention to take place. Huh. Uh, he felt that downplaying his Whiggishness would actually help him gain votes from traditionally non-Whig voters, whereas if they made a big song and dance about him being nominated by the Whigs, that might ruin that slightly. Yes, fair point. However, Taylor's not the Whig party. The Whig party went, no, we're having our convention, have been looking forward to it all year. <laughs> we haven't had one in years. <laughs> We've already ordered the catering and everything. Yeah. yeah. And Clay will be there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, Taylor as per usual for the time did not attend the convention but it did go ahead Taylor won the first round of voting 111 votes to Clay's 98 oh, scott close f- though yeah yeah scott got 43 and uh, 22 votes went to another man named webster who we don't need to worry about And that's all I need to say, really. There's no interesting story to this nomination like we've Mm. had before in the past. The next round of votes, Taylor gained more votes, and then the next round he gained more until eventually he won. Yes. Yeah, there you go. Exciting, thrilling race. (laughs) Yeah. Well, there is some tension at the end. Usually, once there was a clear winner, they had one more round, and then everyone would vote for the clear winner, just so you could then say, he is our unanimous choice. Everyone voted for him to oh, be the nominate, I nominee. I get it, but that's just ceremonial. Yeah, think. yeah, yeah. Didn't happen this time. No? Oh? Oh, no. There was a group of northern wicks who refused to vote for Taylor, even when he had obviously won. Not chuffing vote for that bloke. Want <laughs> my clay. Oh, no, they wouldn't want clay either. No, want Webster. <laughs> He's going to write a dictionary full of <laughs> words we can use. Well, the problem with Taylor, as with Clay, they were both slave owners. And these were hardliners in the Whig faction who would say no to slavery under any condition. In the North, we pick our own fruit, hey ho! Yeah. Get over your sen. Pick your own cotton, you mumpty. For those non English listeners, that is an English Northern accent, just in case you're confused what what on earth's going on. (laughs) Jamie's had a stroke. So yeah, apart from this slight embarrassment, the convention passed off without a problem. President was chosen, vice-president was chosen, a man named Millard Fillmore... That's a great name. Interesting name. Um, He was uh, an experienced Whig, so he was... uh, That will do. Vice President. (laughs) By experienced Whig, we mean not experienced at all. (laughs) But no, he'd had experience in politics. But like Taylor. All right. So there we go. We've got our our President and Vice President nominees in place. After everything was wrapped up, a letter was sent to Taylor congratulating him. Well done. You're now the Whig nominee for President. And everyone sat around waiting for his reply.
0: They put the sign-off wig on.
1: <laughs> yeah. They waited a bit more. Ooh. They had a, a round of tea or coffee. Ooh, yeah. They waited a bit more. Someone coughed a bit. And someone, th- they've been quite brave. They've been working on this
0: all day. They've been like really hoping for this moment to use this. Yeah. One said, hope he's not going to try and wiggle out of it. <laughs> And, and then the there's just more
1: embarrassed coughs. And someone threw their coffee at him. Yeah. One high... In fact, Henry Clay just nods a, a, a bouncer at the <laughs> door, who then just walks up and leads that man out. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's his occasional like beating soft <laughs> thumping outside and the occasional <laughs> yeah. scream.
1: Yeah. This continues for four weeks. Oh, poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> not, not the beating, the waiting. But okay. maybe a pun that bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Probably deserved... Those high up in the Whig Party started to worry a little bit. What on earth's going on? Why haven't we heard anything back? Has yeah. uh, he, he changed his mind? Has something happened to him? God, he's not ill? is he? <laughs> <laughs> Just our look. Uh, perhaps the letter got lost. That must be it. So maybe, they sent another letter. Yeah. And this one, much to many people's relief, got a reply. It turned out that Taylor had told the postmaster in Baton Rouge that he would not receive letters anymore, whose postage had not yet been paid for. So the letter (laughs) had just been thrown in the dead letter room and completely ignored. Oh, fair (laughs) enough. Yeah, but it's fine. It all got sorted. Taylor would indeed run for president against the Democrats' choice, a man named Lewis Cass. So the election of 1848 was on its way. And slightly different to the last couple, we see the emergence of a third party. Ooh. Yes, the Free Soil Party. (laughs) You have nothing to say about that. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) FSP. Well... Over the last few years, abolitionist movements had started to get more organised. Yeah, there were various factions and strands of this, but the most impactful on the national scene was the Free Soil Movement. They ran, in the wake of the Mexican War, on the issue of stopping slavery spreading to the West, especially California, New Mexico. No slavery there. Their slogan was, Free Soil, Free Speech, Free Labour, Free Men. Oh. Uh, as the movement did not call for abolition of slavery, unlike some of the earlier movements, it was able to gain a bit more support. I'm not saying get rid of slavery, but no. perhaps let's just not spread it about. Yes, it's more of a
0: compromise. So yeah. You're getting your foot
1: in the door. Exactly. So it drew from the anti-slavery factions of both the Whigs and the Democrats, and soon they had a strong figurehead as their nominee.
0: Can I guess who it is? Gartner. Is it Ulysses Grant?
1: No. Damn it! Interesting guess.
0: <laughs> he was Box in the last episode. Before. Oh, I, I see. His name.
1: Yeah, no, no. It's someone we've come across before. Clay. No, not
0: Clay. <laughs> He's trying everything, isn't he? <laughs> Bless him. Uh, Jefferson Davis.
1: No, no. Def- definitely not. <laughs> um, I, I'm just going to tell No, 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 no. It wasn't last episode we discussed him. Oh. You're looking at last episode tonight. Yeah.
0: Oh, of course! Lincoln!
1: No. Taylor, no. Although Buchanan! No, no, no. Get closer. Some, this is someone we've seen a lot of before. As in, we did two episodes on him. Polk? No! Polk's dead! Oh no, he's not yet. He's president where we are yeah. now. Yeah. John Tyler? No, not Tyler. Oh, William Harrison. No, he's definitely dead. <laughs> okay, okay! Oh, you only had to turn it one more time. Monroe! <laughs> you went too far. It's Martin Bambioran. Oh, really?
0: <laughs> you should have just said. <laughs> you really should
1: have done. But you stopped me. <laughs> now I have to decide how much of the last 40 minutes I need to cut out. It's only 39. <laughs> Martin Bambioran, if you remember his episode, you clearly don't. I did mention at the end that he did do a couple of things that I won't mention now because I don't want to ruin it for later. Uh, and he did try and run for president again. Not Only saying that, but yeah.
0: he didn't say how.
1: Well, not only did he run for president again, as we saw last episode, to become the nominee for Democrats, but at this point he abandons the party that he formed, or at least helped to form, and uh, he joins up with the, the Free Soil movement.
0: That's interesting because he was so committal before, wasn't he?
1: Yeah, yeah. He he becomes more anti-slavery as he ages. A bit like John Quincy Adams does. Yeah, that's good. Respect to Van Buren. However, unfortunately, uh, this third party was never going to be able to compete against the two main parties. The way the American system works, third parties don't work. So it was never going to be able to really achieve anything on its own. But them being there did help form the narrative and siphon votes off parties. It had an influence. Yeah. However, because neither of the main parties were actually taking a stand on slavery in this election It didn't change as much as they hoped it would oh. And slavery really didn't become an issue in the election Most of the issues were debated at local level uh, There wasn't a big national narrative for this one okay. However, Taylor's name and his status was un- undeniably more appealing than that of Cass to the <laughs> average voter I mean, who's Cass? Taylor, we, he won the war for us Yeah
0: He easily took over Mexico.
1: Yeah, so I'm going to vote for that guy. There was a bit of a wobble during the election when Taylor again made it clear that he was not going to be controlled by the Whig Party, but be his own man. Hmm. He stated, I am not a party candidate. And if elected cannot be president of a party, but the president of the whole people. That's fair enough. That's fair enough, but you can also understand why some Whigs started to grow nervous again. Yeah. Oh, again, no. they're getting flashes of Tyler. Yeah. It's like, is he going to abandon us as soon as he's president? So again, Taylor was forced to sign another letter, this time yeah. one that was written for him. <laughs> just put <laughs> your name on this. Uh, to just made sure he was really a Whig. Anyway, election day came. Van Buren and the Free Soilers got nowhere. Yeah. Um, Cass and Taylor both won 15 states each. Ooh. Yeah. However, Taylor got the states that counted. The ones that had more weight in the Electoral College. So he won with 163 votes to 127. Also winning the popular vote, uh, having 1,360,000. To Cass's, 1,221,000. Okay. So yeah, it took a while for the news of his victory to get to Taylor, although it was quicker than we've ever seen before. Okay. Yes, because ten years previously, a man named Samuel Morse had demonstrated his telegraph code to the president Van Buren. Beep, 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 beep. He said. And, and Van Buren was like, what? SOS? Or- <laughs> Get help? <laughs> what, what for? You're okay. because you can only speak in beeps? Beep, 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 Well, yeah, four years previously, he had... Morse had connected Washington to Baltimore using a wire on poles. But, <laughs> New invention, a bit of wire on a pole. But they tried wow. underground and it just didn't work very well. So they, yeah. they then, apparently they heard that in Europe they were shoving the wire up on a pole. So they went, oh, let's try that then. And yeah, it worked. I guess interference or the charger would dissipate through. I don't know. Also, if, if something happens to the wire, it's just a pain, isn't it? Whereas if it's up that on a pole, you true. can just take it down. And, yeah, yeah. That's true. But yeah, I think we're we're... Focusing perhaps on on the wrong thing here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. we're, we're worried about the poles. The telegraph system's just been invented. Today. Oh wow. This is a huge <laughs> revolution. <laughs> yes, yeah, so and over the next four years the electrical telegraph explodes throughout the United States. All of a sudden people can talk almost instantaneously with each other as long as they know how to go beep 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 beep, beep, beep. <laughs> yeah. But more importantly, what colour were the poles? Brown? Like just wood colour. Yeah, I think so. I don't think they painted them. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. Missed an opportunity, though. They did. Anyway, news of Taylor's victory was telegraphed to Memphis, right on the edge of Kentucky. And that's as far as uh, the system had got by that point. So then, message was taken down the Mississippi to Taylor, and news <laughs> reached him.
0: So, some guy hearing the BBB message then, remember that. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. <laughs> Get on a boat, traveling <laughs> down.
1: Well funny you should say, because apparently when Taylor received the news he showed no emotion whatsoever. I had no
0: understanding. But now now we know why. It's <laughs> a <Yeah. laughs>
1: so man beeping at him. <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> and Francis you trying to gesture as well at the same time. Beep <laughs> beep 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 beep
1: beep 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 New hats? What? <laughs> so yeah, there you go. He is to be the president. Polk, meanwhile, was getting ready to leave office. And he received word that Taylor had requested to step down as Major General on the very day of his inauguration. This really annoyed Polk. Because he'd have to be there, wouldn't he? No, not that. It's Taylor was getting paid to be Major General. Oh. And Taylor wanted to be paid literally up until the point where he was President. And then he could just get paid for being President. And Polk was a bit sniffy about this. He couldn't do both? No, you can't be a Major General and the President. One's the civilian role, one's the military. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah. I hereby discontinue my service as Major General. Quick, president me! President me! <laughs> quick, 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 quick! Quick! Time, Time is
1: money! money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. along in each other's company. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, there was still a couple of months to go before the inauguration, and uh, Taylor stayed at home for this. One day, a steamboat passed through Baton Rouge. Taylor came on board to see a couple of guests that he knew to be there, just to go and say hello to them. Um, and as he made his way to the main saloon, he spotted none other than Henry Clay, who was down in the region visiting someone. Oh, he must be so sad. <laughs> well, they'd never met before, but Taylor recognised the, the political man. Obviously, he's a titan of politics. Just seeing the sad face and the <laughs> <laughs> like, numerous empty whiskey glasses around him. <laughs> Well, Taylor bowed to the man, and Clay did not respond oh, at all. Too drunk. Taylor, not showing how put off he was, continued, perhaps a bit stiffly. Then, Just kept bowing the entire time. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> then the man with Clay kind of nudged Clay and went, do you not realise who that was? Clay hadn't realised who it oh. was. And then when the man whispered that, that that's that's the president-elect, that's Taylor... Clay, horrified, suddenly rushed out, caught up with Taylor, and said to him, General, you have grown out of my recollection. And Taylor replied, You can never grow out of mine. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Ben. So, shortly after this, the Taylors had reason to celebrate because Betty, Taylor's youngest daughter, was getting married oh. to none other than Bliss. <gasps> Ooh. Yeah. One of these mystic weddings. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Chanting in flames <laughs> in the forest. Great.
0: Peacock feathers.
1: Yeah. It was a good wedding. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone had a nice time. Everyone was very relaxed at the end. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was the free yoga and massages. Mm. Yeah. And the pass around of what they thought was tobacco, but <laughs> yes. it wasn't. Now, while celebrating this union, Taylor started to think about the problems in front of him. He was a political outsider. He did not know Washington, and he was determined to be his own man. So he needed to create his own cabinet. Taylor spent the last weeks at home writing letters to men that he knew and trusted, attempting to create a cabinet that he could work with. It was slow going. And again, many in the Whig Party started to get nervous. What's he doing? Why is he not forming a cabinet? What's going on here? In fact, the day that Taylor set out for the capital, he still had not got things sorted. It was going up to the wire, this is. Last minute, kind of guy. I yeah. Anyway, he boards the steamboat without Peggy. Peggy was going to stay at home for now um, and meet up later. She wasn't happy about her husband becoming president whatsoever. So she was going to travel separately at a later day to avoid all the pomp and the, the fuss. Yeah. Her and Betty and Bliss, who were going to come with them. So Taylor spent several days travelling up the Mississippi to Cincinnati. At one point, however, a suitcase fell off the rack and hit Taylor on the side leaving him very bruised, uh, his arm in a lot of pain. Oh, no. <laughs> it doesn't tell you, it's like a death
0: spiral, does it? He's present for two and a half hours. <laughs> it's fine, he's not
1: present yet. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> but apart from uh, that, the trip wasn't eventful. So okay. it's fine, he didn't die of suitcase, Steph. But you are thinking like a wig would at the time. Yes, oh, my God! Oh, my God! Put him in a bubble. <laughs> Keep him safe. Once in Cincinnati, a large crowd greeted him. Uh, The crowd swelled at one point though, as crowds sometimes do, and Taylor got pushed up against a guardrail right into his bad arm. No! And crushed his hand. Yeah, even more pain. Not great, but it's fine. He lived. He lived. It's all okay. (laughs) After having his hand seen to, he finally sent a telegram to Washington, offering a man named Clayton to be his Secretary of State. So he's finally getting it sorted. Literally on his on his journey to Washington, then Taylor changed boats and then he headed up the Ohio River, bound for Pittsburgh. But this is in the middle of February, and it was a particularly cold winter, and the river froze over. Oh, he's going to survive, isn't he? <laughs> Fine, it's fine. But the wigs must
0: be terrified right now. (laughs)
1: It's
0: like, you might get cold, heat him up, not too hot!
1: (laughs) They got off the river and they made the rest of the journey on sleighs and wagons and trains. So it's all Okay. The scenery, apparently, was so icy and majestic that Taylor stopped on more than one occasion just to take in the scenery. I was just amazed by by the views. Now, in a show of how much travel had, had improved since the start of our podcast, despite all these delays, the journey only took a week from Baton Rouge to Washington. Wow. Yeah, even though all these delays. So they, they powered up the Mississippi and then were able yeah. to use trains for part of the journey. So things are really starting to progress. I mean,
0: from what I've heard, even now using modern trains in the US would take you about a week <laughs> to get from New Orleans to... What do, I have no idea what the trains are like. A lot of people mock the US trains. And a lot of people that live in the US as well as not being that great
1: because everyone drives well considering considering what i know about the trains in this country and how small the country is and it still could take you a week to get to work sometimes it feels. <laughs> That's true yeah so yeah. Oh, trains in germany are amazing oh they, they have good trains don't they they work well so yeah taylor finds himself in the capital and he heads for a hotel he's going to stay in to begin with. The route was lined with people watching the carriage go by, waving, trying to just get a glimpse of the new president. So in order to thank the crowd, once in the hotel, Taylor headed for the balcony, hmm. just to say hello. However, once he stepped out, there were unusual noises. There was lots of cheering to begin with, and that cheering suddenly turned to jeering. And then someone cried out, Oh, get out, Johnny Boyle! You can't fool us! What? Yeah, everyone was a little bit confused until it was quickly established that the crowd thought that a clerk in the Navy Department called John Boyle, who happened to look remarkably similar to Taylor, um, they thought he had stepped out onto the balcony and they didn't want to see him, they wanted to see the new president. That's funny. Yeah, so... It really is me. (laughs) Yeah, honestly. I'm dressed a bit shabbily, I'll admit that, but... (laughs) So it's the way I roll. I always have. Yeah, but it goes to show, uh, the same as T- uh, Clay not recognising him. Mm, yeah. uh, the public didn't recognise him. Taylor was a name. He wasn't a known quantity. That's true. Anyway, the mistake was soon spotted. The jeers turned back to cheers. Everyone had a nice time. Once done there, he headed to the White House to meet Polk. The two had a formal and brief meeting, neither under any illusions on how they felt about each other. Although they did have a formal dinner the next day, and apparently it was all very courteous. Overly courteous? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Pass the salt, please. Clink, clink.
0: I give a toast to you and your long successful
1: presidency. I hope, Polk, that your retirement lasts a long time. You deserve it. (laughs) Yeah, Taylor then spent his time finishing off his cabinet, which uh, was not widely seen as a great one. One newspaper reported that it was the weakest in 20 years. Uh, Some were expecting Henry Clay to get a position. Possibly Henry Clay. Uh, But but no, no luck. Finally, the day arrived for Taylor to be sworn in. Polk wrote in his diary, "'General Taylor is, I have no doubt, a well-meaning old man.' He is, however, uneducated, exceedingly ignorant of public affairs, and I should judge of very ordinary capacity. Wow. Meow. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Put those claws away, (laughs) dog. You female dog. (laughs) Outside the Capitol building, however, the largest crowd ever seen in Washington was forming. The crowd was filled with farmers, plantation owners, factory workers, factory owners, frontiersmen, veterans, people of all walks of life, basically. Mm. The, the improved travel systems throughout the country meant more people could get to the capital to see the president. Always <laughs> going, <laughs>
0: see! See what we could do! <laughs>
1: So yeah, um, lots of people had heard of Taylor, everyone wanted to turn up and have a look. And sure enough, Taylor appeared, removing his hat from time to time to acknowledge the fact that people were cheering him. So he's just sat there, lifting his hat, saying hello, waving. It's all very nice. It's weird. Taylor began his speech. Perhaps, having learnt from what happened to Harrison, he kept it short and sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Look at the clouds, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Perhaps it was the other wigs. Keep it short, okay. And if anyone spots rain, someone someone would be tackling, drag him inside (laughs) with a hot water bottle, very gently, gently, (laughs) gently would be tackle inside hot toddy immediately. Yeah, no more than twenty words. Uh, We're keeping this one safe. Yeah, just over a thousand words apparently. Okay. Yeah, Uh, one of the shortest in history, but not the shortest. (laughs) Thank you. Unsurprisingly, Polk, who had sat close enough to actually hear the speech, unlike almost everyone else, said that it was poorly delivered. Of course, yeah. Yeah. But that did not matter. The people cheered anyway. It looked good. Yeah. Taylor then headed to the White House to start his presidency, just as the snow was coming down. Oh my god, oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) Quick, get him inside! (laughs) A ball was then thrown. Ah! The Whigs panicked. (laughs) None of that rowdy behaviour here. Yeah, no. A a different type of ball. A a party ball was thrown. Celebrations had. Taylor's daughter, uh, the newlywed Betty Bliss, acted as hostess. Peggy had arrived in the capital by this point, but she was too unwell to attend officially. Uh, Unofficially, she just didn't want anything yeah. to do with this, and she spent most of her time in Washington upstairs in the White House, uh, not getting involved. Oh. Anyway, once all the celebration was over, Taylor finally got down to running the country. Soon after, the shocking news of Polk's death hit the Capitol. What? Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm sure Taylor <laughs> remains stony-faced, and didn't let a small grin appear on his face no. at all.
0: Beep, 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 you say.
1: Big shock. Funeral was had. Um, but this wasn't the only shocking death of this time, because 81-year-old Dolly Madison had just died. As in James Madison's. Mother. Oh! <laughs> yes. Leaving a hole in Washington society. In the last decade, she'd become the matron of the social scene in the capital. Uh, and she was going to be sorely missed by, by most people. Hmm. Now, this is debatable, but it is said, although it's not written down anywhere um like primary source, that Taylor spoke at her funeral and described her as America's first lady. And this is where we get the term First Lady from. Really? Yeah. So it was Dolly Madison was the first First Lady. Although obviously it's retroactively been applied to Martha Washington, yeah, and any president's wife. Oh, that's interesting.
0: Yeah, so I'd never wondered about that. i never considered why they were called the first lady. I just thought because yeah, oh, that's interesting.
1: Well, to begin with, it was just that she was the first lady because she was mm. the matron of the political scene. Yeah. Um, but it then it just got morphed into wife of president. Oh. Uh, yeah. There you go. Uh, During this time, Taylor was often found to be taking walks in the city and greeting people. Um, He was very much a a people's man. However, when news reached the capital of a cholera epidemic heading towards them, Taylor decided to go on tour. (laughs) Well, the Whigs decided he should go on tour. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, go! Flee! Flee for your life! Put him in the carriage! (laughs) Go now! (laughs) Now, to be fair, uh, perhaps this was not actually running away from the epidemic, because Peggy stayed behind, um, and this was scheduled. But <laughs> it could have been seen as him getting ahead of the illness. That's how he'd spin it, wouldn't he, yeah. his enemy. Yeah. Anyway, the plan was to take in the major cities in the north and go up to Boston eventually. So it's an area of this country Taylor's not really ever been to before. Because he's from the west, He's from the West, and he's gone down to the South and into Texas. But uh, up North, no. Hmm. So he's going to go and find out what on Earth is going on up there. Bloody cold up <laughs> During the journey, Taylor, upon hearing reports of US citizens illegally setting off to invade Cuba... <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, this was mainly people from the South, expansionists looking to expand the slave states. Yeah. And also people from other countries trying to get support from... People in the south. Basically, some illegal invasion going on. Okay. Taylor heard about this and ordered that the ports in New York and New Orleans be closed just to stop that happening. <laughs> it's, it's not on, guys. No. We can't just invade whoever we want. That's my job as president, not <laughs> yours. And the British Empire's job as well. Yes, exactly. Unfortunately for Taylor, shortly after this, the diarrhea hit. Oh. Yeah. It hit hard. Ooh. Oh yeah, Taylor carried on. Oh, he, he, he's a soldier. He, he he just keeps going.
0: Didn't even flinch. Just the sloppy sounds, off <laughs> yeah. mid speech. The smell just spreading out to the audience.
1: He, he just emptied his boots every half a
0: day. Oh yeah, it's just like the sound of somebody like turning on a tap every now and again. <laughs> while he's speaking.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So he he tried to soldier on, basically. However, once he started shaking uncontrollably, um, he was advised to cut the trip short. Again, you can see a lot of Whig politicians just just wincing. Oh, my God. (laughs) What's what's he doing? What's wrong with him? Uh, Reluctantly... Taylor caught the train back to the Capitol. Although it started to look quite bad. Peggy was sent for. Oh. Yeah, but then Taylor started to get a bit better, so another message was sent and Peggy turned around and went back to Washington. But, yeah, he looked touch and go for a while. It was a bit of a scare, shall we say. (laughs) Yeah, but it's fine. (laughs) He got better. Yes, and he headed back to the Capitol. Meanwhile, the issues of the day were being debated in Congress. Namely... What are we going to do with California and New Mexico now that we have them? Mm. And also, should they be territories? Should they become states? Should they be slave states or free states? And in fact, slavery was becoming more and more of an issue. It didn't seem to matter what you were discussing at the time. It always seemed to come back to slavery. The South were pushing for a new Fugitive Slave Act that would mean that it became the duty of all citizens to report a fugitive slave. Really? Yeah. Now this effectively made every person in the country complicit in the slave trade. That's bad. Yeah. So even those that lived in free states who opposed slavery, this if this act went through, it would then become their legal duty to report fugitive slaves. As you can imagine, there were some people unhappy about this. I wouldn't get through, surely. We'll see. Now the first issue that Taylor had to deal with was California, although obviously all this overlaps, but we're trying to we're, yeah. separate it out slightly. So it was whilst Taylor was still in Baton Rouge, in fact, that word came through of the discovery of gold linking back to the start. So that happened. The territory was currently under military rule, but just as Marshall predicted immediately once he first discovered the gold. The discovery of this gold changed everything. The population of California would soon explode as the gold rush started, and the area soon needed a real government. By the time Taylor was president, he made his views clear. California should become a state immediately. Mm. However, he also believed that it was up to Congress to decide this, um, so he did little to interfere with the proceedings. He let his views be known, but that was about it. Mm. However, as ever, the slavery issue kept halting the proceedings. Now the people of California, which was already numerous enough to actually enter the U.S. as a state, the population just overnight exploded. So they became a bit restless. They want a government, and Congress is still taking its time. So they took matters into their own hands in California, and they simply started up a state government. Yeah, (laughs) fair enough. Like, well, we're we're star, and whenever you're ready to give us the okay, it'll all be here. And we'll just be able to continue. I'd appreciate that as a a boss.
0: That's very handy, thank you.
1: (laughs) Just keep it ticking over and we'll decide yes or no. Yeah, it's proactive. So once this was done, um, this somewhat illegal state government in California held a convention, and it was unanimously decided that they should enter the union as a free state. Ooh. Yes, none of the frontiersmen who had set off to find their fortune wanted to be priced out of a job by incoming slaves. Yeah, yeah. So it's like we don't want slavery here. That's a good point. However, if they hoped this would help speed up the official recognition, uh, they were they were hugely mistaken, yeah. because obviously by denouncing slavery. The pro-slavery factions in Congress were now dead set against California being admitted. Calhoun, in fact, announced that California could only be considered if it was a slave state. So the stalemate continued and California was left to its own devices for a while. The biggest problem for Taylor was actually the New Mexico Territory. Mm. Now now that that had been taken away from Mexico, many in Texas simply assumed that the region belonged to them. Ah. Yeah, after all... (laughs) Texas had disputed the area with Mexico before they joined the Union. So when Texas was an independent republic, they claimed the land of New Mexico.
0: (laughs) They've got this independent mentality, haven't they? (laughs) Yes. Still,
1: Yeah. Well, Texas then joined the Union, as we saw. Then the United States had gained the land. And Texas went, thank you very much. United States will have that. Mm, Uh, However, in reality, this new region was under military rule, just like California, just after the war. Uh, And the generals were under the command of the federal government. They weren't about to hand it over to Texas. Those that lived in the region of New Mexico, particularly in the city of Santa Fe, were not happy at all with the idea of Texas taking over. Yes, they were part of the US now, not Mexico. Great, that's fine. Uh, But we've kind of been fighting the Texans for quite some time now. We don't want them to rule us. And not only that, and this is important... (laughs) The territory has been under Mexican law. That means New Mexico, no slavery. And if you now give us to the Texans, they will introduce slavery. And we don't want slavery here. Again, the local population, just like in California, did not want to see themselves priced out of the job market. yeah. Yeah, I mean, with slavery, obviously it's morally terrible. Yeah.
0: But it also just stopped the amount of work you can have. Yeah. It limits population size and lots of work.
1: I'd love to say most objection to slavery was, because people realised how morally reprehensible it was. But no, oh. it was just yeah. economics. Oh. Obviously, you've got some who also realised yeah. it was awful, but for the average Joe, it was just a case of, I need work, and if slavery comes <sighs> here, I won't have work. Anyway, those in New Mexico petitioned the government to be included into the US as a separate territory. Please don't give us to Texas. Fortunately for them, Taylor came down firmly on the New Mexico side. In fact, he even urged them to go straight for statehood. Skip the whole territory bit, just become a free state. Yeah. But again, Taylor hands off. Yeah, that is, yeah, yeah. It was Congress that had to do this, and that was Taylor's belief. As you can imagine, Texas, not happy. The new governor secured permission from the state legislature to use force to claim the land, really? Oh yeah, bloody hell! However, this was a poor bluff. I, Texas had failed to get the region by force from the Mexican government. Now, if that's not possible, they were hardly going to stand a chance against the United States government. So Texas didn't have the power to use force, no. but it was it was a show. Wow! Still, a group of Texan congressmen and their supporters met the president one day and threatened that Texas would leave the Union if they were not given this land. And also, on top, if the proposed Fugitive Slave Law did not go through. Like, yes, we wanted to join the United States, but we want it under these conditions. Taylor looked across the desk at them and said, and I quote, If it becomes necessary, he began, I'll take command of the army myself, and if you are taken in rebellion against the Union, I'll hang you with less reluctance than I hang deserters and spies in Mexico. Oh, nice. Very nice. I imagine there was an awkward silence after that. Okay. <laughs> is, that, is that a no? <laughs>
0: <laughs> then the servant coming from the sides to break at the silence, uh, a piece of lemon cheesecake, anyway. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Just as with California, a stalemate was reached in Congress. You've now got New Mexico and California as stalemate, and the issue is with both, slavery. I hope this situation doesn't get worse than us. <laughs> I hope so, too. <laughs> yeah. Now, there was a, another land dispute going on at this time, slightly <laughs> less big than the others, but still fairly major, and that is Deseret, or Utah, as it became known. Utah? Yes, Because, not long before this, a group of Latter-day Saints, or Mormons, had fled persecution in the East and um, set off for an area of Mexico with next to no population. They could live how they wanted to live. Yeah. Land of the free, bit of Mexico no one's using. (laughs) Apart from the Mexicans. Next to a big lake. It's quite salty there. Salt Lake City? Yes, exactly. Ah! Um, However, by the time they arrived and kind of set up, they looked around and realised, oh, um... This isn't Mexico anymore, this is now America. The war's over, and uh, this land's now been given to the United States. Damn. We're still in America. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Let's continue south. <laughs> oh, no. Well, they sent request to be recognised. It's like they're far enough away from the east. It's a big country. They can live their life there. So they sent a request. Yet again, however, this gets held up in Congress. Slightly less to do with slavery, more to do with prejudice against Mormons uh, mm. of the time. Yeah. But of course, if they're having that land officially recognized, yeah. will it be a slave state? Will it be a free slave state? Who gets to decide? <sighs> again, the question of slavery dominating everything. Now, by the early 1850s, it was becoming clear that this debate around slavery was halting pretty much everything.
0: It's almost to shut-down government.
1: Yeah. so which I argue, stops at the present. Quite possibly. Now, the political landscape is complex, as I mentioned at the start. You've got southern and northern Whigs you got Southern and Northern Democrats, and they all have different views. To highlight the complexity here, there is uh, evidence of a Southern Democrat from a slave state that wanted California to be free, because he had relatives, and one of those relatives was lined up to be a congressman for the New California. Wow, okay. Yeah. There was also a Northern Whig who was quite sympathetic to slavery, because his business was kind of tied up into the slave trade slightly. So he wasn't too fussed about slavery. Tobacco business. (laughs) (laughs) So it's not as cut and dry as perhaps you'd expect it to be. But then again, despite these exceptions, the rough trend can be found that the further North and the further Whig you got, the more anti-slavery, the further South and Democrat, more pro-slavery, but with huge overlaps.
0: So there is a basic North-South divide forming Yes. But it's not black and white. Yeah,
1: exactly. A bit of shade of grey in between. So, as there's this huge stalemate, you need someone to come in and sort it all out, don't you? Yes. Yes, you do. And who better than the great compromiser himself, Henry Clay. Oh. Yes. Oh, he's got a job, finally. (laughs) He attempts to, once more, negotiate a compromise, which he's been doing his whole political life, (laughs) uh, to a fair degree of success. So, this is... Clay's Compromise. California will be admitted as a free state. The rest of the territory will remain territories, and they will then decide for themselves whether they want to be free or slave upon entry at a future date. As you can imagine, lots of Northerners nodding their heads at the moment. If you suddenly go like, but that means they're just going to say no. Eh? Well, wait for it. This is a compromise. Oh. Yes. To sweeten this for the pro-slavery faction... The US government would purchase the land they had just purchased off Mexico, off Texas as well. <laughs> Which must have rubbed some people up the wrong way. So, we just bought this land from Mexico and we'll,
0: now we're going to buy new Mexico from Texas. Yeah, but that will cheer
1: Texas up. It will stop them
0: moaning. It must have been like a few minutes of, but we don't own it. I was, uh, well, okay. Oh, you're okay. saying we
1: do, so well, okay uh, Yes, we agree. 10... <laughs> trillion dollars. So that, that was to please the Texans, but obviously that's not going to please everyone. So here's a couple more. The slave trade would be abolished. Huge intake gasp there. <gasps> in the capital. So not in the country. In Washington, D.C. Right. However, slavery was still legal. You could no longer buy and sell slaves, but you could own slaves in the capital. In D.C.? Yeah. Right. So again... Anti-slavery faction. Okay, okay, we have to pay for New Mexico again, but I suppose there's that. Again, this still seems very pro-anti-slavery, mm. though, doesn't it? Yes. So there's one big concession for the pro-slavery faction, and that is... <laughs> we all wear I heart slave, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, worse. The proposed Fugitive Slave Act would go through. Oh, were they... no! Enforcing all states by federal law to aid slavery.
0: So if somebody comes into your country that's escaped slavery, you have to grasp them up.
1: Yeah. As you can imagine, the South hated the lack of expansion of the slave states, while the North hated the Fugitive Slave Act. So there's like a
0: union on, on hatred. <laughs> it's like with Brexit at the moment. <laughs> yes. Like Leavers
1: and Remainers hate the government. Yeah, it's something they bond over. Uh, there you go, you bring the country together, fair enough. <laughs> So yeah, uh, debate on this compromise then opened up. Calhoun had the first thing to say. <laughs> just slit a rabbit's throat and walked out. <laughs> that uh, was it. Not far off. Um, <laughs> he delivered his last ever speech. What? And in fact, he was too ill to present it himself. So he sat just uh, murdering rabbits as someone else read it out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Pick a rabbit, slit the throat, squeak
1: that's what squeak (laughs) it was was used as punctuation (laughs) (laughs) and I will quote here I have believed from the first that the subject of slavery would if not prevented by some timely and effective measure end in disunion you compel us to infer that you intend to exclude us from the whole of the acquired territories with the intention of destroying irrevitably the equilibrium between the two sections. Calhoun not happy. No. This is clearly a move against slavery. I mean, kind of is, but... Yeah. It's a mild concession. Well, it's a big concession. That Fugitive Slave it's Act horrible is a big Yeah. Yeah. Calhoun did speak in a further debate to warn that if the South was pushed on this, it could lead to a split in the Union.
0: Yeah. And then he dies. I never thought he'd say those words.
1: Oh, yes. Tuberculosis. Shortly after this speech, at the age of 68, he was lowered into his volcano.
0: <laughs> For the final time. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, I've never had such a fond feeling about such an evil... <laughs> In uh, my life.
1: Yeah. Anyway, the debate still raged on, however. At one point, two congressmen introduced two opposing bills. There was a man named Foote, who proposed that Texas be given all the land that they claimed and California remain a territory, not a state. He's the reason the phrase "foot the bill came. Yes, yes he is. Opposing this was Benton's bill. We've met Benton before, although there's no reason why you'd remember him. He was one of the Benton brothers... Who had fought with Andrew Jackson in front of a hotel? Oh, Do you right. remember when there was a shootout and Andrew yeah. Jackson got hit in the shoulder? Yeah, went, yeah, yeah. This is one of the brothers. Oh, okay. Yeah. If I remember correctly, I did mention that later in life they uh, became more friendly and they they joked about the fact they'd shot him. Yeah, this, <laughs> oh, this oh, is yeah. <laughs> maybe yeah. Benson joked whilst Jackson stared. Uh, <laughs> <Yes. but laughs> it's maybe a one-way joke. <laughs> yes. Anyway, his bill was to accept California as a state and split Texas in two. Ha! Take that, Texas. Cleave you in twain. <laughs> the two men did not get on. No. Foot would often verbally abuse Benton in the Senate chamber. Like, day in, day out. It was getting yeah. bad. Ugly face! Apparently, the vice president, obviously, chairing this uh, Millard Fillmore, was a bit horrified by what was going mm. on, but couldn't really stop it. It um, smells like... Um Uh, Foot picking up a piece of cake. I try
0: again. Oh, this cake tastes horrible. Oh, reminds me of your sister.
1: (laughs) Yes, that is exactly what happened. Benton eventually lost it. He stood up suddenly after one taunt from Foot and stormed towards the other senator. This is in the Senate chamber. Foot, realizing he was about to be attacked, pulled out his pistol. Right. (laughs) The whole chamber suddenly went still. So, <laughs> it escalated quickly. Benton paused for a moment, then pulled his coat open and shouted, and I quote here, I have no pistols! Let him fire! Stand out of the way! Let the assassin fire! Whilst walking towards him. Make him like a coward. Yeah. Fortunately, the spell was broken by the shouting, and everyone suddenly was able to act, and they pulled the two men apart. Benta's quite cool. He's already face back down, Andrew Jackson. He's not going to uh, good
0: point, yeah. Yeah,
1: oh, not yeah. going to let this foot challenge him. Yeah, who's he? What so, kind of name's foot? Exactly. You fungus-ridden sputum. <laughs> yes. So uh, that's just to highlight. Things were a bit tense in the Senate at this time. Mm. Like People were literally whipping out guns. Well, at least
0: the country's going to remain unified and yes, they'll, yeah.
1: they'll get through this. Well, as the debates continued, Taylor and Clay, who had similar beliefs and were part of the same party, obviously, started to fall out.
0: Mm. Uh,
1: Taylor was not happy about the concessions of the Fugitive Slave Act, right. as many people weren't. Not only was the obvious objection about it, it it's morally reprehensible, (laughs) um, the fact that it forced all in the country to be complicit in slavery is not a good thing, is it? No. But there's actually a more subtle problem, which was perhaps even bigger. It meant that for the first time ever, slavery would become a federal issue not a state one. Ooh, yes. For all of the talk... <gasps> yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. The the irony would not have been lost on many. The pro-slavery South, who followed Calhoun's insistence that states should have rights above the federal government, mm. were now pushing for the federal government to enforce slavery on other states. Ooh. So, yeah, it just made it very clear that the whole states' rights thing was just a front. They just wanted <sighs> to keep slavery so they could keep making money. Yeah. Yeah. It really highlights that, doesn't it? It really does, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh wow. Clay saw this as a compromise worth taking, however, many of us did not. Shortly after this, Taylor left the White House to a building site just south of the White House. Like you could see it. It's just over there. What they're building. Well, after several decades and a few rejected designs, it was finally decided to build a monument to George Washington. <laughs> it's the Lincoln Memorial. <laughs> <laughs> what a of really effective forward planning going on in <laughs> at the time. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Oh, is this the big towery thing? Yeah, the big obelisk. Oh, wow, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the plan was to build the world's tallest building. Oh. An obelisk that would stand over 500 feet Jolly Madison, when she was still alive, was helped by Louisa Adams, remember John Quincy Adams' wife, mm-hmm. and Eliza Hamilton, Alexander hmm. Hamilton's wife. Yes, she's still alive. Look, it's yeah. Goodness me! Yeah, <laughs> she's she's getting on now, but she's still alive. Um, so those three had led the charge to raise funds for George Washington's memorial. Do you know you can walk up the staircase inside? Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I didn't. It's I... it's big. It's big.
0: Yeah, I, I watched. Um, I can't remember what it was.
1: I think they do to my
0: cleaning it. I remember on YouTube how they clean it um it's way bigger than you'd expect yeah like you think it's quite narrow but actually it's it's like the width almost like the width of a building
1: yeah because it, it is <laughs> it is and it was eventually once it was built it takes a long time to build as we will see funds um get lost and it's That's just still being built now <laughs> well, it's just half an obelisk for like decades was it? it yeah um it takes a long time but it does eventually get built, and when it is built, it's the tallest building in the world. Oh, wow. For a few years, until the Eiffel Tower takes over. Oh, wow. Yeah. Anyway, they obviously don't know all that, because that's no. the future. Yeah. All they know right now is that there's a building site, and one of the cornerstones was being put down, so they were going to have a celebration. Way. Taylor sat and listened to none, none other than Futt, in fact, give a speech on the importance of unity, which apparently... Taylor kind of gave a snarky remark to, about it's like, <laughs> you're talking about unity. <laughs> yeah. After this, Taylor went for a walk, and he ate lots of cherries and apples and lots of ice-cold milk, which is nice. Straight from the cow. Yeah. Frozen yeah. cows. Then he got back to the White House, and he, he complained of a stomach upset. No! <laughs> Said all the wigs. (laughs) No, quick! Get the antacids!
0: Get the antacids!
1: A doctor was called for. This appeared to be similar to what he'd suffered a year previously. So With diarrhoea? Yeah, yeah. It's like, that's coming back. They were unable to find exactly what the problem was. However, he was in a bad way. This isn't looking good. But not not to worry, he's not the only one, because the Secretary of State was also ill with the same thing, as was Bliss, who was... uh, Taking it very well. It's all that fruit. Yeah. <laughs> Fortunately, however, you'll be very relieved to hear he starts to recover. <laughs> well, the wig was just like, oh, thank goodness. But then he suddenly gets a lot worse. I quote, No. I should not be surprised if this were to terminate in my death. No. He was absolutely right. No! <laughs> he died later that night. No! <laughs> His last words being, I regret nothing, but I am sorry that I am about to leave my friends. Oh. And there you go, he's dead. It's still in office? In office. He's Bloody
0: only, hell. He's only
1: been president for 18 month, months.
0: Really? Yes. Oh,
1: God. <laughs> All the wigs just hot tear at their hair. <laughs> Lots of them shouting at each other, who's the vice president? Who's the vice president?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's horrible to be laughing at somebody's <laughs> death, but... At the same time, it's hilarious. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> That's such a terrible party. <laughs> oh, Should we wait him? <laughs> oh, I think we're going to have to, so I'll keep laughing. Stay
1: Stay shit. Shit. You're right there. Right? Yeah,
0: I'm fine. <laughs> Just keep talking. I'll, I'll drop out of it.
1: Okay, well, he wasn't president for long, was he? <laughs> So, he didn't really contribute much. And no. also, he was brand new to politics, so... Yeah, yes. It's not like we can use his previous experience. No. Um, so, there's not much to say in this round, but I did save a couple of little bits just so we have oh, something gone. to say. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, So, neither. one thing I've not mentioned is the Clayton-Bulwer Treaty. Recently, talk had began about the possibility of a canal cutting through the continent. Oh, has this become the um, Panama eventually, way down the line.
0: Yeah, like way, way down the line.
1: Yeah, Um, Central America got really quite thin in places, they noticed, after Mm. looking at a map. It'd be easier to carry things from one side of the country to the other without having to go all all the way around. Well, yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, They just found gold in California, for instance, so it might be an idea if we can get over there a bit quicker. Yeah, so people started talking about the possibility of building a canal that cut through America. Of course, whoever managed to do this would make a lot of money. Britain and the US were, by this point, the two dominating naval naval powers in the area. Yes. Uh, And the two largest trading centres pretty much in the world. America's done well. It's catching up quickly. So it looked very likely that it would be one of them that managed this first. However, obviously, it's not as easy as just building a canal, which is a huge task in itself. But there are... Slight problems that neither country owned the land in Central America. (laughs) Oh, by the way. Now, obviously, this has never stopped either Britain or recently America in the past. No. (laughs) Uh, So there's some wranglings. We won't go into the ins and outs of all the negotiations between the US, Britain and Nicaragua. But as you can imagine, the US and Britain either took land or tried to trick their opponents to try and come out on top here. Uh, Britain doing its usual, well, we'll just take this bit, shall we, so you can't build through there. Eventually, however, a deal was signed between Britain and the US, where it said neither Britain or the US would ever obtain or maintain for itself any exclusive control over said ship canal. That neither would ever occupy, fortify, or colonise Nicaragua, Costa Rica, or any part of Central America. These are big statements.
0: It's our big statements yeah and it takes another
1: like 80 years for it to be completed isn't it well uh, with both Britain and the US assured that the other side weren't going to rush into this yeah. and it being a massive project mm. uh, both sides just kind of called it a bit it's like okay we, we want one but it's hard but what we want more than a canal is for you not to have a canal <laughs> <laughs> so if we both yeah. agree not to build the canal that will do for now and in the future maybe we'll get back to building one yeah yeah that's a really
0: interesting story. So it'd be interesting when you get to
1: it. Yeah, it's about 50 years in the future for Panama Canal starts to be. Yes, yeah, starts, yeah. but it yeah. took like numerous oh, yeah, yeah, attempts yeah. and yellow yeah. fever and death. And <laughs> yes, we will eventually get to it, like yeah. you say. Um, but yeah, so this is the very, very starts of the Panama Canal. Been
0: through it. It's very, very nice.
1: Oh, of course you have. Yeah. 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 So there's that. That was one thing that happened yep. during his presidency. He also put a stop to those illegal invasions of Cuba. Um, These were led by men wanting to claim new land And to be supported by the American South Cuba could become a new slave state There was one man called Lopez from Venezuela Who really wanted to get new land And wanted the South of America to support him in doing so So he went to the likes of Jefferson Davis Who we met last week Yeah Who was interested, but nah Yeah, so Bigger fish to fry So, these illegal invasions of Cuba had started, and Taylor worked to put a stop to it, which is Mm -hmm. nice. But, that said, when a group of US citizens were arrested by Spain for attempting to invade Cuba, uh, Taylor worked to get them released. So he didn't abandon the citizens, even though they'd gone against what he said. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, We'll punish them ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I mean that really is about all we can say. Apart from that, there's there's not much. There's very little bad about him. But he didn't really get a chance to earn points in this round, did he? It's a bit like Harrison, he didn't have a chance. That's the thing, it's like Yeah, but Harrison at least He's had a, a career in politics as well as a yeah. military career. He was the governor for a while, and he he did various political posts. Ted has done nothing Mm. in that respect. There is one story that might lose him points, but to be fair, it is more about his cabinet than him. His cabinet was embroiled in a scandal, a legal dispute from before the Revolutionary War, so way back then had been passed from legal pillar to post for several decades uh, to sum it up briefly, a man named Galfin was owned money by the royal crown for his services in a land purchase against the Native Americans right. yeah very dodgy. <laughs> um, then the Revolutionary War happened and that debt got passed to the new Georgian government
0: Yeah.
1: but they had very in, little interest in paying this so why do we want to pay this That's our debt though. yeah. Legally, we now owe it, but we're not that fussed about paying it. So the debt stuck around for decades, basically. The heirs of Galfin hired none other than a man named Crawford to represent them. Now, Crawford was a lawyer who happened to become the Secretary of War under Taylor. Okay. And all of a sudden, once he was Secretary of War, the Galfin's suddenly got their money. Hmm. And half of their money, which was a lot, I mean, we're talking a fortune here, yeah. half of that went straight to the war secretary because he had acted as their legal aid. Hmm. so you've got two members of Taylor's cabinet who had approved this and the money had gone to the third member of Taylor's cabinet. it looks a bit dodgy because it, looks, it was a bit dodgy it is dodgy yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, can, can he
0: blame him would he even if he knew about it which we can only assume um would he have he would have no say on it?
1: No, he? Um, he didn't do him any favours. No, uh, no. But, like you say, uh, he, apparently he did know little about this. He certainly wasn't involved. Yeah. Uh, that is the only negatives that I could really find against him. But also, there's not really many positives in this no. round. He was clearly a well-respected and good general, but does that really count as statesmanship? I'm not really sure it does. He
0: laid the ground rules for uh, something that will affect the future, but we can't... I don't think we can... Give too much praise no. from that. We could we could praise it for foresightedness in yeah, terms of maybe. It, it may turn into something. We don't know yet.
1: He wasn't awful, so I'm not going to go into the ones or the twos. No. Um, but he also capitulated to the,
0: the, the slavery thingy. Yeah. Which is a biggie. And I, that compromise, and, and again, stop being a stalemate. You sort of have to give way a bit, but that's a neat, horrible I'll
1: thing to do. Like, the compromise hasn't actually. Finished yet? Maybe oh, he that's suddenly true. dies. Everything I've mentioned good today point. is still up in the air. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm gonna go for three. I don't think he can get more points. From I was us. thinking three. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not awful. He's not making the world a worse place, but he doesn't really do much. No. Okay, six. Disgrace. He was a slave owner. The last president to have slaves in the White House. Really? Mm. Oh, wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, in his short time as president, he was buying plantations as well as slaves. He did little to help end slavery, but in his defense, out of the slave owning presidents, he was one of the better ones. At least he actively fought against the spread of slavery, um, which is more than quite a few of the others. But... That's true, but I wouldn't. I, I don't think he can celebrate that. Oh, no. My point is he shouldn't be. Given as high a mass as Jefferson, who no. was overtly racist and loved slavery. <laughs> yeah. 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 So he certainly score points for it, but he's more in the mould of of a Washington. And that's about it. I mean he liked to embarrass yeah. his subordinates by dressing up. Can we give him a point for that? I don't think so. That's funny. His life seemed relatively work. squeaky clean.
0: Yeah, pretty much he seemed pretty problem slave thing. Um, but I mean at the time that wouldn't be unusual.
1: He was a bit rough and ready friend. around the edges, but. That's not disgraceful,
0: though, is it? No, no, people loved him for it. Oh, the yeah. funny story there we met that um, is that the Navy guy, he's having a meeting and he dressed in <laughs> yes, his best <pop-esque>. gear. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, so. Um, um,
1: zero, I would say. Oh, no, you're forgetting the slavery. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Automatic three of them. Yeah, that. yeah, I'm going to do that as well. A baseline three for the slavery, which wipes out all his statesmanship. <laughs> he's down to zero. <laughs> might be able to do a bit better here or will he so let's think we've got his childhood moving west just after he was born remember the scary old woman who had no hair who used to scare the children (laughs) yeah Yeah, you can make a scene out of that that might be be nice could be an episode yeah Uh, he he joins the army um, after his dad the war stories uh, then there's a lot of illness and a lot of death in New yeah. Orleans. Remember the hands poking out of the swamp, oh, um, and the toilet roll legs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, then he goes home. He meets Peggy. Romance whilst he's on leave. Mm-hmm. That that will, will make for some good good TV. Yeah. Uh, the Fort Knox fight, not the Fort Knox. I checked. And not the gold place. I, no, I subtly alluded to it at the end of the last episode by editing in a no to your Fort Knox. Uh, <laughs> I noticed that. <laughs> I did notice that, yeah. Um, but yeah, I did check. It is not the same Fort Knox, um, although they are relative, they're quite close to each other. But yeah, different one. Anyway, the Fort Knox fight, uh, where he was um, putting out the fires, yeah. literally. that That's quite quite good. I think a lot
0: of dramatic deaths in his family as well.
1: Daughters. Yes, you've got all the daughters um, the dying. Heartbreak. Yeah, heartbreak there. The war in eighteen twelve, mm-hmm. which he does fairly well in the fighting, the Black Hawk War.
0: Um, he, he also got, he meets future presidents. He meets Jefferson Davis. He meets Ulysses S. Grant. That'd be a big moment.
1: Yeah, yeah. Goes down to Florida Seminole yeah. War. Uh, yeah, you've got lots of if you want to make a war film or a war and the brothers <laughs> yeah if you want to do that God. you've got some nice yeah. nice backdrops you've got fighting in a swamp yes. you've got fighting up a mountain um you've got fighting on on the plains the mexican river you've got fighting in the desert you've got fighting in lots of different things yeah Yeah, so you've got you've got all that going for it and then there's the election he becomes president and he dies uh, the journey there maybe i think you I thought, although it wouldn't directly be related to him,
0: like the the fighting and the in the battle and the intrigue between slavery, the
1: build up, like the tension during that before the Civil War, would be quite interesting. Yes, very tense. Who's a young politician at this time who you could frame all that around? Abe. Exactly. Yeah. You'd put it in his film. Mm. But in his version,
0: you'd have him in the background. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you wouldn't mention him just to have this young upstart going blah blah blah, blah and then suddenly. Oh, what's your name? What's your name, lad? Yeah. My name's Abe
1: Lincoln. <laughs> and he'd lift his top hat and there's a bunny underneath. Oh, yeah. 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 That's why he wore it. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, so, <laughs> uh, I do know. I mean, Death by Milk and Cherries is a... <laughs> it's a new one. <laughs> it's a new one, isn't it? <laughs> it is, yeah. Uh, it almost sounds sexy. <laughs> Yeah, being slightly flippant there. Apparently, that's not what killed him. He got infected, but we're not sure how. Um, sounds like some sort of disease, like dysentery. Or, oh, it's TB, didn't you say? No, no, this wasn't
0: TB. Oh, that was Calhoun. I'm thinking. Yeah, of. yeah. Uh, um, it's probably some, yeah, some sort of flea, something to do with viral.
1: The, something to do with the water not being clean. Dysentery. Then, yeah, it's like not. To me. Yeah, something went wrong basically, and he was getting <laughs> on in years. Now so yeah, he's yeah. late sick, is isn't he? Yeah. So I don't know. It's um,
0: I think five a nice average five for me
1: I don't know I might go to six because you've got quite a decent story but it does get a bit repetitive it's like fight here fight here fight her, fight her, done oh you've got all the scenes of him dressed up as an old man six <laughs> <laughs> six each yeah okay then that is
0: twelve okay
1: do you want to see what he looked like this is his official portrait
0: did he have long hair
1: no. Not not long heads. just Not buzz cut. <laughs> yeah. Well... 80s action army film style. Bearing in mind he hated wearing a uniform, I'm sure he was not pleased that this became his official portrait. There he is. He looks like someone. <laughs> <laughs> he, looks like English,
0: he, does, he looks like an English... Yeah. He does. <laughs> he looks like an English actor. I forgot his name. Does he? I'm not sure who you mean. He's in, like... 80s and 70s like sitcoms and things he's got a big sloping nose isn't he Yeah, Roman nose very long and straight nose that's a man that's seen war <laughs> he's probably about 20 in this photograph <laughs> but it's interesting because the background's the first time we've seen like outdoor
1: yeah that's a good point desert yeah, it's a deserty. It's that edge of a Mexican city behind him there. Frontierland. Yeah, it very much seems to be showing him in the Mexican yeah. War, doesn't it? Carrying a sword as well, defender, yeah. fighter, warrior. He's got a um, sword. He's got his uniform. It's a celebration of that. It's just saying, yeah. look what I was after the last few that have all been quite samey. I must admit,
0: I quite like it. it. Yeah, actually, it really stands out. But I love the way he's still wearing a necktie. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and, yes, he is. <laughs>
1: Yeah, almost like he could pull off that uniform coat, and underneath he's wearing a tux. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Bond style. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> Actually, I'm quite impressed with that. I quite like it. I like the subliminal messages. I like the well, the overt message that this is. <laughs> yes, it's he is a soldier. Yeah. He has fought. He will defend. He will f- kill you with his sword if mm-hmm. he thinks you. Because yeah, even back then, they were they still in a way would have fought with swords. As well. they carry swords, would not they?
1: Ceremonial, one's the general certainly, mm. yeah, yeah. Remember, he was fishing his sword out when he had that meeting. Yeah, that's true. yeah, yeah. That's true. yeah. <laughs> it's like, get the ceremonial sword out. I'm quite impressed with that. Yeah, I quite like it. Um, I don't think it's top tier, marks. I think, it's the most, I think it's the most interesting I've I'm, seen. I'm around seven or eight though. I, I'm thinking eight. I'm going for eight. You're going for eight. I'm gonna go and go for seven. I'm slightly biased because I know what they all look like, and yeah. there are some in the future that I really like. And I don't want to give away the top tier But then again, I've got a 9 and a 10 to go. No, I'll go for 8. I will. I'll go for 8. You, no, go whatever feels right. No. Like. Don't, don't worry about the future. Go with what what feels no, right. I worry about the immediate future where we need to divide the score by 8. So if I go for 8 as well, <laughs> it makes it nice and easy. as <laughs> That's a 4 for canvas ability. <laughs> oh dear, he does not do too well here. That's insane. Terms. Zero. He didn't last a term. Assassination. He's a soldier, zero?
0: technically. <laughs> no, yeah, zero. No,
1: not, not as cut and dry as you think. There was a rumour that he was assassinated by pro-slavery Southerners. Assassinated? Assassinated. Oh. Yeah, he was Ooh. poisoned. This rumour was so strong that in the 1980s, his body was exhumed. Wow. They actually dug him up and they did some tests on his bones. Wow. They found no evidence of arsenic or any other poison. However, since then, there has been some debate over the uh, testing used. It's not vigorous enough um, Mm. and it should be retested. But I mean, we're on the fringes of theories now, uh, conspiracy theory region. But that's what Um, it would
0: have been at the time, though, because you know, you got your high supporters saying, oh, we must have been assassinated
1: because of this rather than. Oh, he's got it. ill. Well, yeah, I mean, as we can easily see, there were other people getting ill with this at the time, and he'd been ill with exactly. this yeah. a year before. Yeah. Uh, he just died. Uh, he was getting on in years as well. So um, it's the closest we've got to giving a point in this one, apart from mm. obviously Jackson, who scored one point. Someone <laughs> did try and kill him. Yeah. But, yeah, so there we go. Uh, but it's still a zero, unfortunately. And election, one point. He won. The Electoral College, uh, but not by landslide. Fifty six percent. So that gives him a total score. Seventeen points. Oh, It's not great. No. But he's not in minus numbers, so it's not the worst. No, <laughs> uh, yeah, it could could be a lot worse. So that puts him ahead, obviously, of Tyler, who scored minus points. He's ahead of Harrison, who scored fourteen. He's ahead of Jackson, who scored 12.5, uh, but he doesn't quite beat Van Buren, who got 17.25. Uh, well, he, yeah. was a, he was a politician, though, wasn't he? He was a politician. So, there you go. A 17, not an awful score, but certainly not great. No. There's a reason why he's lumped in with those fairly forgettable presidents, I think. Um, but. I think he's more than forgettable. No, hang on. <laughs> Less than forgettable. Less than forgettable, yes. Do you think? He's an American, or American, though. Ah, well... American, or American. Uh, no. No, you're not giving this? No. I don't personally feel like he should. Service to the country his whole life? Yeah, but any president does that. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, you're right. Oh, uh, no. You can't give it to him. He's been a good one to look at, though. I have enjoyed it. He's been very interesting. Yeah. Surprised um, me how interesting he was. Make the most of that. <laughs> because who's the president next?
0: Uh, Tyler? (laughs) No, Buchanan, is it, it's either Buchanan or, no.
1: Buchanan's coming up, but what happens when the president dies? Oh, vice president. And who was the vice president? Oh, yeah. I didn't tell you to box him because I knew it would give it away.
0: No, of course, well done. Don't, no, don't tell me. It's it's here somewhere. Wrong, wrong, wrong episode. (laughs) I didn't even write his name down because I didn't care so much.
1: The vice president was Millard
0: Fillmore. Oh, President Fillmore.
1: Yes. Of course. Of course. Yeah, I've already started the research. Oh dear. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll see how he does. Excellent. <laughs> but that is next time.
0: Oh, I get it now. Sorry, someone put a joke on Twitter that I've only just got. It was a joke. <laughs> what? <laughs> Although it, I knew it sort of probably wasn't true anyway, but because <laughs> I put the recording today. And sort of, yay, just four terms. He didn't
1: do four He didn't do four They lied to you, Jamie. The Twitter's lied to you. Sorry. I do um, very dramatic about that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for listening.
0: Don't forget you can download us on Podbean and iTunes. And please follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And also, uh, say what you thought of the episodes. You know, do you, you know, leave us a review. Good or bad. Hopefully good. Um, And that you know, puts our ranking, doesn't it, on on iTunes, ironically. Yeah. The better rankings we have, the more people will listen. Which we want. We want to share the knowledge.
1: We love history. Yes. Yes we do. Thank you for listening. And all that needs to be said is Goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs) Okay, Joe, let's sort out this itinerary, then. Okay, Philippe. I'm getting ever so nervous. I don't blame you. What what if he dies? Well, the last one did. I know. He lasted barely a month. Anyway, it's our job to keep the man safe. So, what's on the agenda today? Well, today they're laying the keystone for the Washington Monument. Stone? Yes, stone. Stone's very hard. How close to the stone is he going to get? Oh, my God, I hadn't considered. Um... Well, we'll put a,
0: a four-foot perimeter around the outside. Could we coat the stone with anything? Some um, soft cushions. 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 I'll get in the mason. He'll he'll
1: round the edges off to make it less less sharp. Wonderful, wonderful. And you know the, those guards if you put in front of the fireplace. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. put those round as well. What spiky ones? No, 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 soft ones. Soft. Soft okay. guards. Soft guards. Yes. So, right. So once he's there, four foot away, rounded corners... Standing on the grass. Grass? Yes, the, the very soft
0: grass. Blades of grass! Oh, oh God, no, no. Um, uh, don't worry, it's not, it's not real blades. <sighs> we'll
1: give him thick shoes today. Oh, okay, as long as you're sure it was... was forms platforms P- platforms the height height man oh god no 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 right um slippers big S- fluffy slippers with knee pads with knee pads we don't want to repeat a last thursday what's on the itinerary for the day right so once he's there he'll it says here he's going to sit down oh my what on it doesn't even say who is even writing this splinters. up splinters
0: <laughs> there could be oh,
1: splinters. splinters metal poisoning um, cushions, more cushions Lots of cushions We're, we're, we're over order on cushions today, right So he'll sit on a cushion on whatever type of chair it is And then he's got to listen to a speech by Senator Foote He's the madman with the gun Can we cut his, his speech down? Okay, let me quickly rewrite something
0: um, Okay, try this
1: Hello, George was a top chap Thanks That should do I don't think anyone could get angry at that. No, you can't, unless you hate George. No one hates George. Fantastic. Right. Okay. Um, Don't love George. So that is walk in the slippers over the plates of grass, sit with the cushion on the nondescript chair, four foot away from the smoothed stone, and listen to the paragraph. Sentence. Clause. Well, I think after that he could probably go out for his walk. Yes. What do you say? Stick to the usual plan. And it says here, cherries and milk. Sounds fine. Lovely. Ah, Another job well done.